0: And boom goes the dynamite.
1: It is Monday or Tuesday night, and you know what that means. Kevin Healy and I are back with a brand new episode of the Boom, brought to you as always by Fight Game Media.
0: Kevin, how's your week been, buddy? It's been chaos. Pure chaos. Pure chaos. Has any Have you been bit? Have you been bit this I've week? not been bitten. My dog is okay. And uh, I've not My dog been is hit okay. in the face well, by a chair.
1: You know... When I first heard about this, immediately after last week's podcast, immediately, and if we had been checking our messages, <laughs> we would have heard about yes. the brawl between the elite. We would have heard about the uh, the all-out fallout. We were, During we the were, show, we were too focused.
0: We were too That's focused. Right.
1: We had everybody blocked. I had Puppet Up blocked. We were way too professional. Um, but the first thing I said legitimately, and I was not joking, because I'm a I'm a dog guy is I hope Larry wasn't there to see that. Yes. yes. And it turns out Larry was. The Larry Omega had the same thoughts as me. Yep. Tried to get Larry out and he got bit for it but not by Larry, no, nope. by Ace Steel.
0: <laughs> I had a theory uh last week that um Larry ma- that Larry did bite uh you think ace was taking the fall I, for larry i, I don't know I, I wonder if maybe it was like you know when it was over I Ace was like, third party I'll, I'll take this one buddy
1: i hope this third party investigation has professionals come in and compare the bite marks to everyone in the room including uh aew lawyer mega pares yes I, I don't know how to pronounce her last name i hope that's that's close um But so last week we talked about CM Punk was burying everybody at the press conference. And since we've learned a lot more, first of all, we have learned from Dave Meltzer and a number of other people that he had been practicing this speech for a while and he was telling people, get ready for the post fight press conference after all out. Get ready. Apparently, you're not going to want to miss it. Yeah. And also, if you have gone and watched the press conference, Mm -hmm. On AEW's YouTube, you're going to want to go watch the other version at Denise Salcedo's YouTube. Absolutely. Because Denise is the only one that captures the beginning where you learn CM Punk, even though he said, I'm having to sit up here and Mm -hmm. talk about Scott Colton, Mm -hmm. was not asked about Scott Colton. No, he was not. Brought it up. This, by the way, as we've gone through the week, I've had friends that talk to me every day about wrestling. And at first, they're like, this has to be a work. I'm like, trust me, this is not a work. And now they're just and, and now they've gone from this was a work to CM Punk sounded unhinged and they're worried about his mental health. <laughs> I, I am there as well. I am absolutely there as well. And for all the joking I've done and for all the joking I'm going to do, mm-hmm. and my dog is yelling about this right now. Mm-hmm. She is also worried about CTE with CM Punk. Hmm. He spent a lot of years in ROH, and I'm sure there were a lot of chair shots to the head over those years it's a legitimate concern and i haven't heard a lot of people talking about that and i'm sure i'm sure if phil brooks heard me saying this he would be incredibly offended mm-hmm. um i don't care like i legit, this sounded like the rantings of a crazy person he was burying again one other thing that i thought about after the show was when he was burying um colt cabana and talking about how this guy shares a bank account with his mom, mm-hmm. that's clearly meant to be a burial. As in, he's saying his mom's helping to support him.
0: Yeah, there were two Cole ways could, to take it. Either, either he's he hiding his money by yeah by putting in his mom's account, or that he was yeah. such a quote loser that he was being yeah. supported by his mom. But you texted yeah. me after that yeah. different take. I
1: like my 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 mom had had uh has had severe mental issues. I'm not mental issues, memory issues for a decade. Yeah. For a decade, my dad had brain cancer. I got I had to have myself added to both of their bank accounts mm-hmm. to help them keep roofs over their heads because they my mother would forget to pay bills. Right. She wouldn't know what to do with money when it came in. Um and the same with my with my dad when when cancer got into his brain, generally and a lot of people on Twitter spoke out about this. If an adult is on their parents' bank account, it's generally Mm -hmm. to help them because they're elderly. And also, it can't be a situation where his mom is helping him out financially. I don't believe that because the Art of Wrestling podcast was the first major wrestling podcast and made a lot of money. Mm -hmm. The man, I believe, is a co-owner in Pro Wrestling Tees. And AEW is essentially a t-shirt company that's Pro (laughs) Wrestling Tees. Right. and they made a hundred million dollars this year. Right. AEW, that is the T-shirt company. So I think I think he, the man, was doing just fine. And so what? Basically, what CM Punk said was in my in my mind. This is how I took it. This man was helping take care of his elderly mother, and but because his name were on her bank accounts, I subpoenaed them mm-hmm. and frightened him into backing out of the uh, into backing out of the lawsuit. Because I then was threatening to come after his mother's money. Mm -hmm. And that to me was CM Punk saying, Hey, everybody, in case you didn't know it, I'm a huge piece of shit. (laughs) I am just the biggest sack (laughs) of shit you've ever laid eyes on. That's how I took it. I could be wrong. He might have been insinuating that that Cole Cabana hides his money and I was going to go after it. And then he backed off. But that's not what I think actually happened. I don't think that's what it was. The muffins looked incredible, by the way. Muffins did look incredible. and I think that says a lot about my mental state, mm-hmm. who I am as a person that I thought they were sausages, because <laughs> that's what I wanted at the time, is large hunks of meat that you can just, just snack on during press conferences. Yeah. Yeah. But then the and, press and, conference
0: and spindrift, ended, Kevin. I almost bought a case of spindrift lime seltzers today just because of the, the, the product placement. Ooh. It was so effective. Yeah. Then I remembered I that's that's the wrong... Like yeah. I, that's the kind of endorsement they need is the, the yeah. biggest a hole in the business endorses exactly. these
1: exactly. <laughs> exactly. And um so then the press conference ended. And by the way, he said during the press conference, Yes, if you have a problem with any mm-hmm. of these personal horrific attacks I've made here, <laughs> yes come talk to me personally. Yep. And the young bucks said to each other, You know what? Yeah, this is a great idea. And I believe they then grabbed maybe the smartest move the Young Bucks have ever made. Mm-hmm. I, I am told they grabbed Mega Paresh, mm-hmm. A.W.'s head legal counsel, and then headed, headed to the dressing room. And initially, we had two stories. We had CM Punk's story that mm-hmm. the Young Bucks super kicked the door open. It broke into a million shards. <laughs> Larry is 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 yes. frightened in the corner, desperately pre- snapping and protecting Ace Steel's wife. Yep. And the C and, and 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 everybody starts throwing punches. As things have mellowed out, and as an as a corporate investigation has been launched, it turns out even CM Punk's own camp says that was a turn of that was a turn of phrase. That was a yes. turn of phrase. Yes. They did not kick the door open. No, and even although I love, I love the idea,
0: yeah. I love the visual of them like counting, like one, two, three, and then super yeah. kicking the door open. I need an animation of this
1: or a complete recreation with everyone involved. I need them slapping their legs,
0: all of it, like, like one of those up. South I, Korean recreations that they do. Yes, yeah,
1: yes. By the way, have you seen the the dark side of the ring on <laughs> this yet? Yes, okay. I have yes everyone if you haven't seen it go on youtube dark side of the ring cm punk phenomenal
0: i also want to plug um i normally wouldn't plug a non-fight game media podcast but our uh right. dear friend and compatriot jeff hawkins also hosts a, a podcast for uh voices of wrestling called shake them ropes with uh chris now this yeah it's a great show it's my saturday morning listen uh but they began this show with a, a sponsorship message from Mindy's Bakery, which is hilarious and we're seeking out. <laughs> ah, I believe it's on great. Twitter or YouTube as well.
1: One second. I'm going to mute my mic. Okay. Keep talking while I reprimand my dog.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mindy's Bakery closed on effing Mondays and Tuesdays, apparently, is the uh, new new tagline. <laughs> also, I recommend going the Mindy's, I think it's their Yelp profile. They're okay. being inundated with uh, customer reviews that are hilarious. I hope they're good reviews. Because it's like, you know, when I trash my employers, reviews. I like to have a Mindy's cupcake <laughs> with me. Man. Uh, the, I eat Mindy's, I, Mindy's cupcake Mindy's. so that I don't eat Kenny Omega. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, that would also be really good to wash down the taste yeah. of the elite um, <laughs> after a heavy meal. Yeah, right. right. Um, little Mindy's. So, Yeah. My God, they don't even know what – they I, I, they have to be – have no clue what happened. Like, as in, you know, they got a shout-out from a wrestler and then all this happens. Right. Um, <laughs> But as time has moved on, we've now mm-hmm. discovered that even CM Punk's side says – Yes, yes. They threw the first punch. CM mm-hmm. Punk
0: threw the first punch. Yes, yes.
1: Um, do you want to take us through kind of everyone who was there – Everyone who was suspended, give us, give us all, give
0: give us the download and all that. So it sounds like what's not in dispute is that all that. Well, I say all three, but Hangman wasn't there. So Hangman, Page, and FTR apparently had left the building. Thank, yes.
1: Thank Jesus in the heavens above. Thank Muhammad. Thank all of them. All of them.
0: Yeah, this would have been Avengers: Civil War if they had been there. It would have been ridiculous. Good Lord. But when you read these names, it's gonna be very interesting because it it does not I wouldn't say cause sympathy for Punk necessarily, but yeah. when you think about this situation, he was a little outnumbered. So Omega and the Jackson brothers go to his dressing room, uh rather directly. Uh Mega. Possibly with Mega. Yeah. I think it Perek, yep, I correct. think it, yep. uh, That's it. Either followed them there or was pulled in like, you know, Common consensus is that maybe someone alerted her. Hey, you better get down there. This is going to be bad or something like that. I hope she was
1: standing just outside the room and for some reason had a tag rope in her hand.
0: (laughs) And when she got tagged, she had to go in. Yep. Uh, supposedly also MJF was in punk's dressing room when they arrived. Right. Right. Um, a steel. I hope,
1: I hope it turns out all of this was orchestrated by the devil himself. This would be amazing. MJF. Yeah. My god, that would be phenomenal. Yeah. And so
0: Ace A steel. A steel's wife was apparently in the dressing room taking care of Larry, and she had an injured mm-hmm. foot, which plays into it. A steel. Oh my god, how many injuries did we get out of this? Good right. lord. A steel arrived when things were going on. Pat Buck, agent or producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Daniels also. Or head of talent relations, head of
1: talent relations,
0: Michael Nakazawa, general lackey to uh Kenny Omega and Brandon Cutler, top, chief top stooge. stooge. Yes, yeah, top two stooges. Brandon Cutler, theoretically, it'd be awesome if he was filming it like he films everything else, it would have been incredible. <laughs> they all arrived. Imagine at that yes. episode of BT,
1: which by the way, BT was like two days late this week.
0: Right? I didn't even watch it, yeah. Um. Yeah, that'd be crazy. It was clearly
1: not what they had planned. Right. I, I doubt.
0: So, you know, if you go by the Buck story, they were, you know, solemnly wanting to confront their compatriot and, you know, reason things out as vice presidents or want to do. Yeah, they likely had briefcases with mm-hmm. documents inside. Sure. This is the other part of imagining. If I don't their know if you recall, EVP. you know, what the look what the Bucks look was like. Uh, At the show, but like Nick Jackson had his like two-toned Hollywood Hulk Hogan thing. Yeah. And I'm imagining them going to have like this serious real deal Phil Brooks to Nick Jackson confrontation. And he's just got that stupid beard while they're having like the biggest (laughs) fight of their life.
1: The most heelish beard I've ever seen in my life. I really would. Okay. I'm trying to think how serious I want to be here. Okay. I, in my heart, I genuinely. Look, if chaos is going to happen, if you're going to have a nightmare situation like this one way or the other, kind of wish Don Callis had been there. Also think it's probably for the best the Good Brothers are no longer in the company. Oh, Lord. This might have gone very, very differently.
0: Yeah, that's true. Very differently. You know, the whole thing, I mean, we joke, the whole thing makes me just so sad. It It makes me really sad because this was, for years,
1: for like Mm -hmm. the better part of two years, this was... Mm -hmm. Maybe the greatest locker room in wrestling history, in a major as major companies go. Mm-hmm. Everybody described it as as like a big like a camp, because mm-hmm. everybody was friends. Yep. And it's something we actually talked about a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And that you you bring in all these people from that came from a notoriously toxic locker room, mm-hmm. and it brought the toxic locker room to to AEW. Mm-hmm. And as we've gone through the week, there's been a lot of discussion about how. And look, I'm going to be I'm going to be biased, absolutely, and I'm I'm going to be and I'm, I want everybody to know my bias going in. Mm-hmm. I'm biased against CM Punk here because I do think he he started this. Like you can say Adam oh, Page absolutely. started this. Yeah, Adam Page started this in a way in which no idea what he was starting. No, Adam Page said these said what he said. He went into business for himself. He shouldn't have. He did it in the ring, six inches away from CM Punk, where CM Punk could respond in any way he wanted. And in he a could cryptic say way that no
0: wanted. one knew. Yeah. Yep.
1: No one No one realized he was shooting. No one mm-hmm. realized he was going into business. And that's what CM most Punk stewed yeah. on this. Yes. For months, comes back, attacks Adam Page when he's not in the ring and mm-hmm. still isn't satisfied and has to attack everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody it yes. shits on the company and in shitting on Adam page in the way he did saying he's never accomplished anything mm-hmm. saying the young bucks have never accomplished anything. Mm-hmm. He's shitting on the company. He's shitting right. on a W the first next hundred million. Yeah. He's shitting on the fact that this is the first company since the death of WCW outside of WWE. It's made a mm-hmm. hundred million dollars. The young bucks are going to go into every pro wrestling hall of fame yep. because they started this company. It does not start. Without them.
0: And as of last and week, CM Punk probably won't. No,
1: no, that's a real. That's that's something I actually just heard Garrett and Andrew Zarian talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about how Kenny Omega is already in 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 the, the Observer yeah. Hall of Fame. And this and is Punk the year is,
0: that Punk would have earned a spot. This is the yeah, year that Punk would have would have cemented his place as a Hall of Fame worthy talent. Yeah. And now he's going to go down as the guy. And from 2014, and this is the
1: question. This is the question. CM Punk is back in wrestling. He is literally selling hundreds of thousands of T-shirts. Yep. Like when you see the spots that Danhausen has done and others have at Pro Wrestling Tees, that building is 95% CM Punk shirts. Oh, yeah. Maybe 99% CM Punk shirts. Mm-hmm. He is the world champion, two-time world champion. He is now the Conor McGregor. Of AEW, in and then he two time champ has never defended that title, yeah, and maybe never will, yeah. So he's got the gold around his waist,
0: yep. He's
1: he's headlining cards, he's doing million dollar gates, he's selling all the t shirts, mm-hmm. and he is as miserable as he's ever been.
0: Yeah, just won the title and just restarted a feud with his greatest rival in the last 10 years,
1: yeah, yeah, and. And is abs and all he wants to do is attack people. Yeah. And he had this planned out for weeks, for weeks. Yeah. Had to. It. And not only, and not, I mean, and, and there have been people who said for weeks, he said, get mm-hmm. ready for the press conference. Mm-hmm. And so, um, John Snowden, Jonathan Snowden yeah. had, had a very oh, good yeah. article. I thought on Substack, yes, yeah. about the miserable, the, like the misery of CM Punk and that he seems to always be miserable. And it does seem that all of his anti-establishment talk is all based in him being on top and people listening to him. Yeah. Because a lot of this anger at, at, at hangman Adam page was that he keeps trying to give guys advice and the people don't want it. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of talk of older guys and there's talk of like, and I, I clearly remember when cowboy Bill Watts came back in the nineties and he banned people from the, using the top rope. And this mm-hmm. is during the early days of flying. I've been Brian thinking Elton. a lot about that this week. Yeah. And how some of the best minds in this business, when they're gone for just a few years, their ideas are now outdated. Mm-hmm. And now he was giving a lot of guys. I, he was telling them to stop doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That got them on top. Adam Page has done some of the biggest gates in AW history, some of the biggest buy rates. Right. Adam Page is doing a great job. And the thing is, the only I think the only thing Adam Page needs is a few more years under his belt to be an even bigger star. Right. I don't think he's been doing anything wrong other than clearly the butterfly pants.
0: <laughs> I'm a fan. I will always defend the butterfly pants. <laughs> here's here's the thing. Here's the thing that's telling about punk. One of the things. He 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 told on himself a lot that night. Yes and he did. And And one of the things that he criticized everyone was, you know, one of the phrases that he would say was like, I'm running a business here. I'm trying to run a business here. These guys don't know how to do business. He would keep talking about that. Right. And yet Mm -hmm. here he is on the press conference of the biggest. He just did three shows in Chicago based on him, Mm -hmm. based on his return. He's now the head guy in the company that has the potential to be the next great success story. Mm -hmm. His... Rival, his probably great all-time, his Roddy Piper Mm -hmm. is back. And the best thing for business would be for him to talk about the hottest star coming back, who is his rival. And he barely mentioned him. And when he did, he basically said he was a child. Right.
1: Or something like that. And the thing is, is this is very similar to whatever went down with MJF at mm-hmm. double or nothing, whatever. Right. It kind of buried Wardlow and yes. this made everyone forget about MJF. Right. So MJF could in that be case, all it's kind of poetic about for him. Yeah. Yeah. But this is two situations, two pay-per-views in a row or right. two out of three where we are not talking about who we should be talking about. Right. When the show's over. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, that's a real, real shame. There was so there was one other thing I wanted to say there, and I can't quite oh the fact that he said I'm trying to run a business was very telling.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm trying and to that, run a business.
1: Yeah, and that he's not in charge, he's not a he's not an right. EVP, he's talent, he's not the owner, yeah, he's talent, and he is saying he mm-hmm. is running this business. Mm-hmm. And that and that is why he felt free to go into business on his own there. Six inches away, a foot mm-hmm. away, from mm-hmm. the owner of the company, mm-hmm. and to- and Tony Khan is the real to me. I don't want to say real villain here, mm-hmm. but this is on Tony Khan mm-hmm. because pro wrestling has always been filled with petty assholes. Mm-hmm. It's always been filled with giant egos. You're hot. You're, you're and and we saw the last time somebody gave free reign, and as in. Hogan had free reign in WCW. He yes. had creative control of his character. Yes. And that helped destroy that company, partially. And you've got CM Punk sitting here shitting on the company, shitting on the stars, mm-hmm. sh- sitting on the EVPs. Mm-hmm. And that's really the best way my Louisiana brain knows to say it is shitting on. Yep, um, He's burying them. And Tony Khan's just nodding his head. And I know that wasn't a nod of approval. In my no. head, that's just- It was a
0: nod like, of, yep. What do I do? Here he goes.
1: Here he goes. Yeah. What you do is you shut it down. If you have, like, Dana White mm-hmm. is not usually somebody I would say to look up to when it comes to how to run things. No, but Dana White But would have- shut Dana White down. had 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 a melee. Yeah. He also had a melee this week. Mm-hmm. He shut down the whole press conference. Right. He said, there's not going to be a press conference. I know this is unprecedented. This is the best thing for the company right now. Tony Khan should have shut everything down right there, mm-hmm. and he should have walked back with CM Punk to the locker room and chewed him out mm-hmm. or had whoever his bag man is. I don't know if he has one. He needs one to help him chew out CM Punk for 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 that ridiculous display.
0: Even, all he, we are now. Do, even all he had to do was to just say, hey, we're not going to talk about Cole Kamana. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a that's a situation that he's he's not here to defend himself. I've given a statement on it. This is the statement. Punk didn't yeah. have anything to do with this. He could just shut down the conversation. It was my decision. He clearly doesn't want to talk about it, so let's not talk about it. Yeah. And put it on Punk to be, you know, but here's the thing. Yeah. There's a there's a there's an old joke. I don't know if I should tell it, but there was an old comedian 100% i can't remember who it was who would talk about uh this was like in the 80s it was like a hbo half-hour comedy or something and he would talk about mike tyson right mm-hmm. and how mike tyson at a party like when there are people who are like larger than life right and this is other than mike tyson also being like a monster at that time you know who could yeah he was probably the most feared man in the world at that time right but people that are larger in life can come in and there's different rules for them And everyone just assumes that because they're larger in life, you have to defer to them. Mm -hmm. And so the joke was talking about how like Mike Tyson could go into a party and basically, uh, I won't tell it the way he told it in the thing, but basically put a part of his body into the butter dish and say, who don't like my thing in the butter dish? Yeah. And everyone would say, not me, champ. That's totally fine. Let me get some bread. <laughs> and that's without without the butter. joke's much funnier yes. when you hear it develop, delivered yeah. the way that I won't. Yeah, but that's what we Honk we did. all know what went in the butter. He day. he showed up with his spinneys and his uh and his uh, muffins and threw them down and said, "Who don't like my thing in the butter dish?" And yeah. nobody said, "I don't like it. Get it out of here." Any yeah. one of those reporters, Dave Meltzer. Now I'm not calling these people out. Right. It's a normal human reaction that when someone breaks the rules of social norms, that instead of pushing it back against it, most people's instinct is to try to preserve the social norm. Right. So most people are going to be like, they're going to be, oh, I don't want to get an argument with him because he's being a jerk. So I'm going to be nice. And that's like, so the guy who uh, Nick Hausman, who, you know, completely got used to literally, he admitted, you blew my spot because you didn't, because you're not friends with him. That's okay. Yeah. I'm going to go anyway. Brian Alvarez, yep. Dave Meltzer, they all got called out. Any one of them could have said, Why are you talking about this? None of us brought yeah. this up.
1: As a journalist, in my mind, you want to do the opposite because you realize
0: this this man is losing his mind. Right. This is a story. Like well, legitimately, that's the other part, some of them might be motivated yeah. to. But if I shut him down, I'm not going to get good copy.
1: (laughs) There should have been a lot of people in that room working for AEW who should have
0: known. Yeah. We need to shut this down. Right. Even if it was a Chris Jericho or just somebody. It may not have stopped it and it may not have stopped the fight. But it at least would have. Yeah. Yeah. We slotted 15 minutes for this and we're at 25.
1: Oh, my God. You know what? If, um, If you're still with us, then you are clearly a loyal fan fight yeah. game media 25 minutes in to something you've been listening to people talk about for the entire week at this point so if you're that big a fan you should check out our patreon patreon.com slash fight uh, for just five dollars a month you can help support me kevin everyone else here at fight game media we're going to be giving you extra shows each month um, this month we're going to be doing the inaugural boom hook hall of fame because hook of course is our first hall of famer And one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And we're going to be inaugurating matches, people, shows into our boom, AEW hall of fame um, very soon. And we're going to be, when we do special shows like this each and every month, everyone here at fight game media does for $5 a month, you get access to it. It's one of the best deals I believe in, in pro wrestling media. And of course, if you're a fan of pro wrestling, boxing, MMA, any of those, any of those genres of combat sports, Check out fightgamemedia.com for all the latest news and information. And so, yeah, this is I. As soon as we got off, as soon as we wrapped the show last week, I went mm-hmm. for. I basically was waiting for the, for the Wrestling Observer podcast to come out talking yeah. about it. Then I went riding around. Me and Puppet up listening, listening to Dave, mm-hmm. listening to Brian. Everybody talk about this. And all I wanted to do was do another special episode with you. All I wanted to do all week was just do another one. And in the future, I think we should. We should just go live and do it, which we have the ability to do any night. Um, Mm -hmm. But this is wild. Everyone is suspended. And there's been a lot of questions about, you know, why is is Pat Buck suspended? Why Mm -hmm. Christopher Dana is suspended? I think this is Mm -hmm. a basic corporate suspension of everyone who is in this room. Go home. Don't talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. The investigators will talk to you. Then mm-hmm. once that's, that's not a real suspension, it's not a punishment suspension. I have yeah. a feeling everybody's still getting their paychecks. Mm-hmm. But when the investigation is complete, then the real suspensions go out. And there mm-hmm. was a lot of talk this week about it, or CM Punk and and uh, a still going to survive this. Right. And for the most part, it sounds like the locker room in AEW does not want CM Punk back. That is what, what i hear like, yeah. mm-hmm. from everyone who is well. Ev- everyone I know close to this, and everyone I know who has better sources than me are all saying. And if I was there, I would not want CM Punk back
0: myself. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. I think you have lots of other stars. CM Punk may add a hundred thousand people to the to the to the viewers.
0: Mm-hmm. But is and, it
1: worth uh, Exactly. Is it worth it if everyone else is miserable? If everyone else is talking about leaving. Mm-hmm. Um supposedly there was there was something that came out from from uh, fight game media's Ryan Fredericks about uh about the elite kind of making overtures
0: to to WWE. Oh, right.
1: And even and even he said that's everyone's made a bigger deal of this than yeah. it is. It was
0: unrelated to this incident. It was before yes. it was when when they were at a point where they were getting option renewed or, what, or extension or right. something
1: and, like that. Right, and yeah. it's what you do. It's right. simply what you do if you want to get a better contract, and it's what everyone yeah. should should do. Also, right uh, there was there was early on, and I haven't heard as much talk about it in the last few days, but early on there was talk that after this fight, the the Bucks and Kenny, or just the elite, the elite, mm-hmm. so I'll say that instead of the Bucks and Kenny, because I don't mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Um, were saying, like, um, we'll walk. Basically we're, we're, we'll walk after. I mean, they took, yeah. Like one that of night, them got punched. One, yeah. Yeah. One of them got punched. One of them took a chair to the eye, which is a chair. Mm-hmm. to The eye is really freaking concerning. One yeah. got bit. One got his beautiful lustrous hair pulled.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they put up with a lot. They got buried on national TV. They got the shit kicked out of them, it. Sounds mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. even though that, I mean, listen at the beginning of the show, Last week we talked about on the show Kevin mm-hmm. that it sounded like CM Punk was threatening to enter the Trios tournament with mm-hmm. Larry and a Steel. Right. and in effect he <laughs> did and and resulted in the champions getting stripped so CM yeah. Punk no longer champion yep. Young Bucks Kenny no longer champions
0: mm-hmm.
1: um I I now know exactly where best friends lie in that Trios division and that is low yep. they lost to uh they lost to Death Triangle who yep. they're great champions. Anybody in this would have been great champions. It's a real shame we couldn't get we couldn't get the Dark Order back in, but Alex Reynolds is now injured.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um everybody knows everything we're talking about, but I just wanted to get all those things in yeah. uh, officially on the record before we move on. Yeah, there this was this week in AEW.
0: There was one thing that I noticed that I hadn't seen point out, pointed out by a lot of people, which is a small thing, but it's the kind of thing I pay attention to, which was yeah. when, you know, they, the, uh, the title openers, the, the theme songs, when they kick off the show, you know, they update those quite a bit. Whenever they have a new champion, they'll update they the took everybody slide, out, took everybody out. They took everybody out. Bucks, Kenny and Punk were all gone on both openers. Uh, and yet Malachi Black, who everyone believes is either taking time off and or maybe trying to get released, was still in it. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, that was interesting because from as I understand it, he has been given a release that is very conditional. Everyone is saying very, very conditional. As in, that makes me think you are released, but for the length of this contract, this extra four years, you can't go back to WWE. Hmm. I'm assuming that's what the conditions are. I would that's think what the condition so, yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. And I really hope we get him back. But if he doesn't want to be there, I don't want, I've always hated people asking for releases and not being granted them. I hate the idea yeah. of being forced to work somewhere or to work mm-hmm. nowhere. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. So I hope whatever he needs, he's able to go out there, achieve it, whether it's mental health or whatever, and maybe come back and and, and be in a better position that he he is happier with. For sure. <laughs> Well, you know what? Since we're talking about that, let's talk about that real quick. Okay. What would you do right now with mm-hmm. the rest of the House of Black
0: if if he is indeed gone? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think. Because um, I've been liking them a lot lately. Right. Oh, look really a lot lately I think Brody King's been coming along really well and uh, and Julia Hart of all people has like a little presence to her now you know her her dark matches are a little more entertaining and yeah you know she plays that role pretty well especially now that she's gone like full Stevie Nicks with it Um, who would have thought that the cheerleader right
1: (laughs) the problem was she's really a Stevie Nicks witch lady at
0: heart like a one winged
1: witchy woman yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: (laughs) Oh man! <laughs> also, the thing is, you can do a lot with Buddy Matthews. Like he's—he's yeah. finally, I feel like, embodied that character.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He can—he, you know, you can wipe the paint off his face, lighten everything up, and he can mm-hmm. just be a great heel, a great face. Yeah, he can—he—he he can be great in almost any position you want to put him in. I would. Probably, I just hope yeah. he doesn't lose. hope yeah. he doesn't go further down the card. Yeah. I hope neither for, goes further down the card. And I think Brody King's probably going to come out of this pretty well. And maybe, look, right now, you've lost a lot of people from singles competition. Mm-hmm. Brody King's a great guy to have as a single right now.
0: Brody King would be a great guy to have. I'd probably keep him with Julia and have her be yeah. kind of the keeper of the monster kind of thing. And probably not do a faction with him. Just let him kind of be a free-range monster. And, yeah, you know, maybe if you don- Miro or, you know.
1: And if you don't want to do that, I've been begging for a monster heel tag team for a while. They're mm. not a bad one.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'd be a great. I think he'd be really good to build up against Wardlow. Yeah, uh, absolutely. There's a lot of monsters. Like you got Hobbs, Miro, Hobbs, Wardlow. Exactly who I was thinking. Yeah, the uh, the Wardlow could really have a, a really good string of you know Hulk Hogan Bash style monster villains. Yeah. yeah.
1: Heck with Bash the Beach, give me A.E.W. Hoss Fight. I just a night <laughs> of Hoss Fights. Yeah. I will tune into that all day long. I am That'd there. Be for great. that
0: great. Yeah. They, they just need like Discovery right needs now. to have some kind of livestock documentary for them to tie into that's, and then they
1: That's exactly right.
0: Just...
1: I feel like if, if this were the nineteen eighties, they'd be touring county fairs throughout the south <laughs> in like outdoor rodeo arenas right. where you can smell like, the hogs yeah. in the hog barn. Kentucky the mud whole matches time. or something, yeah exactly exactly um
0: yeah that would be great
1: all right let's see what else do we have here um i i would imagine look the best case scenario for this mm-hmm. best case scenario for everybody is tony is able to get everybody on the same page yeah and we and and we have long suspensions for the people mm-hmm. that deserve it mm-hmm. and at the end of those you have an angry CM Punk come back, backed up by FTR, and he's going to feud with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. That would be yeah. phenomenal. Like a year, it's not going to happen. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. It's, it's not going to happen. happen. Uh, I don't think any of these people ever want to work with any of the others ever again. No,
0: um, I hope FTR that, okay. that would That's be my, that was one of my big concerns. Was I really yeah. hope this doesn't poison the well for FTR? Uh, and um, what? yeah, but here's 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 the thought, and we may as well yeah. talk about this before we get into. the all the details of the week, but you realize this, by the way, in 45 minutes, we're still going to be saying the same thing. Like, oh, I know. Before I know. we
1: get into the details. Of the week. I know.
0: <laughs> uh, this'll, this'll get us moving forward. The, I was proud of the show this week. And so here's a, here's the thing I was thinking. Of. Yes. The reason the, the reason that you and I do this podcast is because we both have similar stories of, we, we grew up loving the same kind of wrestling. Mm-hmm. We fell out of it around the same time for probably similar reasons, you know, just being burnout, not interesting anymore. Um, you know, just into other things and AEW is what got us back into wrestling and helped us love, remember what we loved about it. Yeah. So when we started this show, it was because we were both so excited to talk about it that we just wanted, you know, like we built this show and this friendship over like loving this show. Yeah. And what and the possibilities of what it was for the business. And this week was like crap. Is it all going to go down yeah. the toilet?
1: That's the thing. I've been depressed about this. Yeah, like, I've been really legitimately, sad. like low, low
0: level sad. It's like a loss of and innocence I, or something for AEW.
1: Yeah, but it, it really is because it was this hate to say it, it, there was this kumbaya feeling yeah everybody's friends everybody's on the same page everybody's having fun and that may have and been nice see that fun in the ring and the thing yeah. is i do believe it was like that for a while and it yeah. is a little naive to think it was mm-hmm. like a hundred percent that yeah but then for it to get this toxic this quick and and people people wanting out yeah that's really sad like i don't want to see miserable people not rest not not wanting to be in this company anymore. yeah exactly i don't want to see people i don't I don't like the like. I want to see if I'm going to watch Dax versus Claudio, which is a dream match.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't like knowing the fact that 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 most likely we've been hearing that people have been whispering in Dax's ear, right, and in FTR's ears, trying to turn them against the Young Bucks and yeah. Tony Khan. And now it seems most likely like that was CM Punk. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that we've got this toxicity that's spreading throughout this company. And it makes me not want to tune in. And I'm worried that we had a good rating this week because, of Mm -hmm. course, and I honestly thought it was going to be a much bigger rating Mm because everybody wants to see what the result of this shit show is. Mm -hmm. And I really thought it would be bigger. And I'm really worried about what the next few weeks are going to look like. Although Mm -hmm. I didn't look at the quarter hour breakdowns. If it stayed strong throughout the show, they put on a great show with great wrestling matches. Yeah. Also, the the simple fact is, AW usually puts on great wrestling matches. Mm-hmm. But in 2022, a large percentage of the wrestling audience isn't in it for great wrestling matches. Right. A lot of people are in it to chant a theme while mm-hmm. a guy walks out to the ring mm-hmm. to chant yes or to whatever and be mm-hmm. a part of the show. Yeah. But for those people like us who came back after a long time gone. Mm-hmm. want to see great wrestling. This was a, cool, this was a, this was a great show. show. Yes. And Tony Khan did something that I really respected. It wasn't mm-hmm. perfect, yep. but I think he, he, he got the people he could together mm-hmm. that are the mm-hmm. most credible mm-hmm. and have the most opportunity to be major locker room leaders Whether mm-hmm. they are, or aren't right now with Chris mm-hmm. Jericho, Brian Danielson, John Moxley yep. had a company wide event beforehand where mm-hmm. they talked to everybody.
0: hmm
1: and if you need locker room leaders, there's your guys. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't. I, I think Jericho has been. I don't know about Brian Danielson and John Moxley, mm-hmm. but I'd like the idea that when they needed to step up, they did step
0: up. Yeah, they did. And
1: by the way, both on John Moxley, Jon Moxley gave w- one hell of a speech. Yeah. That speech he gave in the ring was phenomenal
0: about becoming a legend. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. And, ab- and what this title meant, what it signified. And it was everything. Yeah. It, it it's was everything we think. It was the perfect like work shoot thing in that it had two levels to it. It worked within the yeah. world of AEW fictionally. And it worked in what AEW as a company means or what what it means to him and right. what it should mean to the other people. And and I'm glad that he didn't do it in, in a, he did it in a way that was like a Henry V like, you know, call to arms not a if you're not in with this get your ass out the door kind of way yeah it was like an invitation to say this is where i'm going i am taking this picking this ball up and i'm going here it was yeah
1: it was like i'm about to climb this mountain follow me right it wasn't a like if you're not with me you're against me it was just i'm like right exactly i mean i'm all in yep like come on like like join like join in join in the crowd right it was a bandwagon speech, yeah. kind of
0: and the layout of the show including the little detail that i brought up about deleting them deleting the elite from it mm-hmm. was to me the high road in a way now a lot of it was probably yeah. legal they couldn't mm-hmm. legally address any of it they probably didn't want to even mention their names just to avoid yeah. anything but and they didn't it's like getting dumped by your girlfriend mm-hmm. and showing up to the party with the hottie right like yeah It's like the best. Yeah. The patty, Yeah, exactly. The, the best way to show them up is say, this company can move on without you. Yeah. But to all four of those people.
1: And I think it can, I think Mm -hmm. you've got the people, right. Again, those three people we named, Mm -hmm. I think any one of them can step into CM Punk's place. I really do. Man. Jericho, maybe not as much because we we've, mm-hmm. we've kind of already seen that. Also, I think you can do amazing things with Claudio Castagnoli, mm-hmm. Adam Page. Although I kind of think just his involvement in the beginning of all this might mm-hmm. be kind of why he he ended up losing mm-hmm. losing that match.
0: Yeah, probably gonna, just like let's just kind of brush him to the side and keep him yeah, out of it just just for a little while, just mm-hmm. for a little
1: while as as a semi punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever role he had in, in the birth of all this. Mm -hmm. Um, but they, they have the talent, even your Samoa Joe's, like they have a lot of talent. They're not using effectively. Mm -hmm. Well, again, MJF will Hobbs like these, these guys are the future and they've been the future. Mm -hmm. What did you think? Okay. What did you think of, first of all, we got the tournament for Mm -hmm. the title Mm -hmm. for the world title. And, um, And they, I don't think they initially said this is a champions tournament, but then they kind of established that throughout the episode, everyone in this Mm -hmm. multiple time champions. And they were including WWE title reigns. They were. Yes. Which I thought was very interesting.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And, um, and they threw in Sammy Guevara and, uh, and Darby Allen, which I liked. Um, Yeah.
0: And they had clear reasons. Yeah, there was and they, they, uh, Darby they, Allen was the longest running TNT champion and Sammy Guevara's held held it more times, three times, three yeah, times, three
1: time champion. And um, what did what did you think of the tournament? Do you think these are the right people in it? Um
0: I think for the, the limited match, considering that he that he had to backfill it from saying, OK, we're going to do the finals of Arthur Ashe. That gives us this week and next week only. Right, um, you know they were limited in what they could do, so I think that's probably one of the reasons they called the audible or or not an audible, but why they decided right. to do the uh, the buys
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, makes sense for Mox to be in the buy. He was the last champion, and right then Jericho is the only other former. Well, no, because Hangman Page would have been in it. Well, yeah, they they were they were both in it cause they're but, both. But by fans. their logic, they could have said. Um, Jericho was the first champion, so therefore he gets the bye. And, uh, you know, Hank oh, Man's you're talking byes. My bad. Yeah, yeah, just why he's I in wasn't. the bye. Right. So all the former champions are in, and then the two most significant TNT champions are in. I think you could have made a case to put Miro in there. Yep. That's um, what I was about to go. And then I don't know who the other one would be to make it eight.
1: But Returning, uh, you know what? Hmm. That would have been the time to, to to debut John Cena, man. That would have been it <laughs> That would have been amazing We know he's out there We know
0: he's out there Or The Rock Yeah
1: What a get Yeah What a get that would be
0: So I like um, it I think for the For the abridged yeah. Way that they did it uh, You know it's pretty solid I th- I think they were Intentionally trying to set up Like hey we These are matchups We know are successful So Danielson Hangman right out of the gate mm-hmm. You know Two of the best matches In Dynamite history uh, Were those two you made you made an interesting point that
1: three of the guys in this tournament Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Chris Jericho they're the three guys that ran the meeting um, before the show. Mm-hmm. They're all former WWE guys, right? But I've got right. to say, all three of these guys feel like AEW guys. Pr-
0: pr- yeah,
1: well, two of them are Chris Jericho and Moxley. Yeah, right. They are the guys that that have been there since the beginning,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I have of those three guys to me. John Moxley is one of the last people that would ever go back to WWE. Like he feels like an AEW guy through and through. And I think a lot of that speech was from the heart. Genuine. Yeah. yeah. This company means a lot to him because it, it allowed him to keep going on a major level mm-hmm. outside of that company.
0: The way he wanted to and lets him be yeah. the guy he wants to be. He can go to GCW and yeah. crack some light tubes open and, you know, do new Japan at some point, you know, I love, I love, He's the, the character, to me, he's the most similar to
1: in, in recent wrestling history is, of course, Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. And he's the guy that wanted to crack beers open. And Moxley's the guy that wants to crack light tubes open. Right. And I love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of light tube wrestling. No, me, but, either. Uh, me either. But GCW has brought me around to being much more accepting of the insanity because, to me, I don't watch GCW for wrestling. I watch GC and I don't watch it for blood and I don't watch it for light tubes. I watch it for insanity.
0: Yeah, I watch it because that's, anything, that's a good way to put it. it.
1: Literally anything could happen. Yeah. And that's what I tune in for yeah. because you've got Nick Gage with pizza cutters. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you might get Matt Cardona and John Moxley. Mm-hmm. And that's ludicrous, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's ludicrous. You could get all those and the rock and roll express on the same night. Yeah. That's why I'm a GCW guy. At least a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. But um also Brian Alvarez recently participated in he did. in a uh, Game Changer Wrestling. But that's, that's right. off the subject. I don't want to go too far. We're 47 minutes into the show here and we are that's not right. very far in our notes. Where do you want to go to next, Kevin?
0: Uh we let, we can now well, we can skip through the little news things. One of we already hit. Eddie Kingston's COVID. Yeah. He should be back in a week or two. Hopefully he'll be He's back a from guy, New York.
1: He's a guy that I think if he hadn't had the, his kerfuffle with Sammy Guevara, might have been a really good yeah. non-WWE guy to help kind of lead that locker room. And I'm hoping he'll be back and
0: will help lead that mm-hmm. locker room. He like very he much was during COVID, yeah. For a while.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, I think like that incident was a major incident in AEW history in that it's our first... It's the first time that we know of that someone has been suspended mm-hmm. for a physical altercation in an mm-hmm. established a precedent. Yep, literally a week or two yeah. before this major incident. Yeah, this yeah. melee. Um, my God, I want I want the reenactment. I like just give me a crappy like travel channel reenactment of this. Yeah. Or uh, yeah, I need it so bad from both people's perspectives. Yeah, I need the I need the young well, bucks you know- in suits and ties. Like, yeah, with briefcases going in and then I need CM Punk with them super kicking the door open.
0: So I oh, read the uh I read a um somewhere in account that uh all the uh statements that were taken in the investigation have been done, have been video recorded because most Ooh. of them were done over Zoom and they were video recorded for the record. OK, and I, I really hope they have that. Well, they better have those we're- things locked down. Because if those things leak, I mean, we need like a January 6th commission special. Like, I need like editing I need these those clips to together. So bad.
1: Oh my god! For yeah, real. Yeah, this feels like the old. Uh, oh, what was it? What was that commission on Kennedy called? I can't remember. The war. My dad, was it would, the Warren Commission. The Warren Commission. Yeah, this is yeah. like the modern day Warren Commission for AEW. Yeah. yeah. My dad is literally digging out of his grave right now to. <laughs>
0: Because I forgot that.
1: the Warren Commission. Oh yeah. my God. Um. <laughs> so let's see. So and and this is a serious. The, they're taking the suspension seriously. Mm-hmm. Um. I believe it was. Was it Kenny that that couldn't do the swerve swerve podcast?
0: Yeah, Kenny had to cancel a podcast. Yeah, that was one of the only things they. You know, like we said, the BTE was. You know, didn't BTE was it.
1: delayed probably while they were working out. Can we release
0: this? Right. You know? And um. I'm probably skipping ahead, but um, one of the other things I noticed this week that I thought was really smart was how they did the acclaimed segment. They had them come out, start to do their rap, and then uh, Swerve interrupts them and kept them from rapping. And I thought that is so smart because there's no way they could let Max Caster rap about the only thing he should be rapping about. Yeah. And yet he, letting he him rap, rap about, about anything else. And letting him rap about anything else would be lame. So they turned it into a heel move which I thought was really smart
1: right now the one okay we let's we can't leave the drama just yet because this isn't the only drama there's also still the Thunder Rosa drama there's been Thunder Rosa he has the sandbagging incident and now we had Tony Storm possibly in character possibly not hopefully though in character Mm -hmm. saying like Thunder Rosa quote 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 says she she's injured
0: yeah Says she's injured. Yeah. And then, um, apparently, so apparently there are some people who believe that, well, okay. Much like Colin's everyone accepts, had multiple takes. Yeah. Much like CM Punk is generally is accepted by everyone to have thrown the first punch. Everyone accepts that Thunder Rosa has a bad back. Okay. Uh, the, the question is that she reported that she had the bad back a few hours after she was told she was losing to Tony storm at all out. Mm. So, did she pull a Shawn Michaels? Which I believe there you are know, there are multiple women in the in the thing who believe that you know back in the day, and that, and I'm not saying she should have done this, mm-hmm. but you know the old school way would be you're hurt, you're gonna put over the title, get through the match, and take time off. And uh, what what are you doing there?
1: I listen. <laughs> I have a long history. You just sidelined this podcast. I'm yeah, very day sorry day by saying that. So, we're 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 seeing each other on video and I'm yeah. moving my head back and forth looking at things. I have a long history of just mm-hmm. saying yes to things when mm-hmm. I don't know what somebody's talking about in public. It's yeah. not what's going on here. Okay. For instance, at my local Walmart, back in the day, people would ask me questions that I thought were way too complicated to answer like why are you in here at 2 a.m.? Like, do you, do you work nights? And I'd be, uh-huh. or do you work, you know, and I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Well, where do you work? Do you work down at the quarry? Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. I, I use the simplest answers to get out of yeah. things. Uh-huh. However, that got more complicated down the road when mm-hmm. everyone, like the people at Walmart thought I was married and was going through a divorce and I worked mm-hmm. in the rock quarry. It led to a lot of awkward conversations. Yeah. Uh-huh. I learned my lesson this week, Kevin, that you don't do that. You don't do what I've been doing my whole life to a barber. Oh, okay. That's like, would you like for me to do such and such? And I'm like, sure. Absolutely. Right. And then I said, I have no idea what that is, but go for it. Yeah. And they went for it. And I hate my, I hate my haircut and I hate what they did to my beard. It looks fine. I'm living. I'm living a nightmare here, Kevin. Oh, waking nightmare. I'm sorry to bring that and, up then. And now that I'm having to see myself yeah. in this camera, because I'll tell you, I have a full beard, Kevin. I have a full beard for a number of reasons, yeah. one of which early on was I got carded going into Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2, of course, was a PG-13 movie, right. and I was in my 20s. <laughs> but also, because I am, a, I am a man of girth, a, man, mm. a rotund gentleman, a man of I have a num a man of substance. And um I have a number of chins that I like to hide, and a beard does a great job of hiding all those chins. And they and this woman took my full beard mm-hmm. and I just want her to make it shorter, mm-hmm. but she instead like
0: sculpted no beard. It, yeah. She oh.
1: sculpted it. There's like a strip of beard on the sides. Yeah. So all my fat is just shining through. It's <laughs> true. Then, like and then underneath the beard, there's like this is all like a naked neck, and it's just in my mind. No. Every time anybody's looking at me, my head's pulled back, and there's just a giant <laughs> fat roll underneath. And I know that's
0: not true. No, I saw none of that. That's
1: that's what I'm seeing right now. Yeah. That's what's going on. If that was the way you described, no I would have known
0: exactly what you were doing, and I wouldn't have brought it up. And
1: so yeah. So Instead, Kevin's you were talking, you were just sort I'm of
0: turning like, your profile, and I thought, is, he, what, is something like, wrong wait, with his headphones? Is he having a Tourette's? <laughs> <laughs> i apologize again, for being, that. Was, that's a gris- oh no. great podcast material
1: thank you so much but uh i think it yeah, looks nice so i think you look I think nice i appreciate that but my ocd will never I, no i understand accept that ever yeah. until everything is going yeah. back in like six to eight months or yeah. however let's hope I it goes it. fast because god knows you don't need to be seeing me looking at my profile every week here yeah. but <laughs> yes yeah, so <laughs> So not- okay, back back to Shawn Michaels. Back to Shawn Michaels. And what I was gonna say real quick before you get back into Shawn Michaels is yeah. there was the talk of, of Thunder Rosa hiding in the bathrooms.
0: Yes This is yeah. kind
1: of the hiding in the bathroom yeah. of of losing the title. Yeah. Is kind of what I think people are getting at here. Right, right, right.
0: Losing her smile and such. Yeah. And then Conan yeah. like sticks his nose in you know, because Conan, I,
1: and I didn't know about this. I didn't, yeah. I had no idea.
0: And I can't remember where exactly it was. That he said this or some other, or maybe he has a radio show or a podcast. We so probably said it on there, but apparently he was booking her for something. And he says that she said, well, I can't do it because I have a torn ACL. And then in a follow-up phone call, she talked about her back. And he said, what do you mean your back? I thought it was your knee. And she was like, Oh, it was my, no, it's my back. And he was like, well, why did you say it torn? Like,
1: Look, we a all torn have torn ACL. ACLs in our lower back, Kevin. All of us do. Yeah,
0: Come I thought on. it was a torn ACL, but it was really my back. Yeah, but you know,
1: people mix those pains up all the time. Who knows? There may be there may athletes. be a
0: charitable way to I don't know. Anyway, anyway, no, again, no one, no one seems is, to trust Thunder Rosa.
1: Yeah, and I don't know how trustworthy Conan is. I really don't. I really say that because I don't know. Yeah. Um. How accurate? Well, we do
0: a, know that Conan generally. Is. He, he, yeah. Yeah. He, he he can uh spin a tail as we
1: that's you know. that's kind of where i was going i feel like he's yeah.
0: he's, he's a bs artist
1: tends, he tends to hyperbole at yeah. the very least yeah and then maybe the best the the, the best beef going on right now is <laughs> bobby fish his, yes. not, his contract was not renewed by aew although i've heard they did work on Renewing it, but they didn't mm-hmm. come to terms. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. But right now, Adam Adam Cole is out for a long time with a, it. Turns, I think it's a concussion. Yeah. Concussion. Mm-hmm. Um. Is Kyler Riley, Riley is out for fusion. eight to nine month yeah. Neck fusion. Mm-hmm. I feel so bad for him with that one. That's yeah. horrible. Yeah. Um. So it's like if Bobby Fish was here, he would just by, be by himself. The whole point was to have the um, undisputed right. elite versus yep. you know that right. whole thing. Yeah. And it's kind of like Bobby Fish is out. The CM mm-hmm. Punk thing pops off and Bobby's like, <laughs> here's my chance. I want to take him on. I want to take him on in a martial here's arts my competition. Chance. Yeah, exactly.
0: I can. And, here's my here's my path to relevancy.
1: Oh, my God. Dana White. Book that book it yeah. right now, man. Book- so he
0: he he's calling out CM Punk for his bad martial arts, which I'm like, everybody knows that.
1: Yeah, everybody knows he's bad. He is not a good martial artist. Yeah. But then there's been talk of like his martial arts wrestling style. I'm like, that he is also not,
0: non-existent. Yeah, he
1: does also, not have a know. martial arts wrestling style.
0: Yeah. That's like that's, that's like, like that's like critiquing uh John Cena's like little Dragon Ball Z punch that he would do when he's yeah. in the China House shows as like, you know, poor Kung Fu it's form like, or something.
1: It's like saying, you know, some of the best brawlers of all time, Stan Hansen, Terry Gordy, Zack Sabre Jr. Right. No, <laughs> right. no, no. One of those is not like the other. Yeah. This man is not a martial artist, even though he pretended to be in the yeah. UFC. Yeah. That's you know the only what?
0: place he pretended to be one.
1: I'm going to give a rare defense of CM Punk. Okay. He did not ask to be in the UFC. The Fertittas called him and made him the offer. And if I am CM Punk... Mm -hmm. If I'm CM Punk and somebody calls me Mm -hmm. and gives me the opportunity. Listen, if somebody called me right now and offered me to play a game for the New Orleans Saints, Mm -hmm. I know I would leave crippled for life, Mm -hmm. never walk again. I would say yes. If somebody offered me to be in the UFC, as long as I could wear a singlet covering my torso, I would say yes, 100%. (laughs) If I had to be shirtless, that would be a hard no, because I don't need to be that GIF for the rest of my life. Or a GIF, if you're one of those people (laughs) saying it wrong. So, yeah, but no, I would not say no, and he said yes, and mm-hmm. I think that's the right thing to do, win or lose. That is an incredibly rare opportunity. He was granted, and again, he didn't seek it out. UFC called him. Mm, that's breaking news to me. And Ryan Fredericks will back me up on that. Okay.
0: I'm certain of it. Yeah. I mean, he... Yeah. Um, okay, so right. I think we've covered I wonder if we can these. get through the rest of the show without mentioning CM Punk.
1: Let's oh let's try. We're not gonna do that, but let's absolutely we've got uh, 30 minutes left. All right. Well, we are gonna talk about the heat index. I think that's where we need to move to next. Do you want to cover anything else before the heat index?
0: No, I think that's good. Okay, we
1: have very we have very different heat indexes this week. I compiled mine in 20 seconds because I've been so obsessed with the elite and this other man we've talked about with the muffins. That I wasn't even thinking about the heat index. So let's cover yours. Okay. Then we'll jump into mine. Okay. Number, uh, you don't have an honorable mention
0: this week. No, no honorable mention. Oh, I, like I thought about having a dishonorable mention, but you would know what it would be. So I won't mention it. <laughs> uh, I you have what? Num- Yeah, go ahead.
1: One, one last thing. Yeah. Crazy respect to Kenny Omega. We alluded to it. Every side of this argument has, agrees. Kenny Omega attempted to get Larry out of the room from mm-hmm. the beginning. Yep. I really respect that, because Larry and the wife are the two that were not really a part of any of this. Mm-hmm. Larry's the only one that did not understand what was going on. That's right. Huge props to Kenny Omega for that move. Somehow, that was also interpreted as a crossface by a Steele. No need to get into that. Let's cover your number five.
0: Okay. My number five is Brian Danielson. No, uh, Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho. That's the, the two guys. Cause yeah. a lot of it for, well, the reasons we already talked about stepping up as locker room leaders and, mm-hmm. and the, the franchise people, uh, Danielson for stepping up in ring Jericho for his character work. Uh, we mentioned that they co-led the meetings before dynamite. um, I think uh, – and I, Dan, the Danielson-Hangman match was awesome. It was almost as good yeah. as the, the the two they had earlier in the year for the title. Um, and for coming out of nowhere, just being able to put that match together, just fabulous.
1: Real quick, for any new new listeners, and we did have a lot of new listeners last week, maybe mm-hmm. some of those people stuck yeah. around. The Heat welcome. Index is kind of well, – yes, welcome to the show. The Heat Index has kind of become one of the key – like. Kind of the bulk of this show, and it's what mm-hmm. we we think are the truly hot angles right now mm-hmm. in AEW. Not what they want to work, what we think is working. Yeah. And each week we cover our top five, Kevin's and then mine. Generally, they're pretty close, so we generally focus on the same ones this week. They're going to be a little different. Yeah. And I think this is perfect, and also, I mean – Like you have listed here in your notes, the character work from Chris Jericho Mm -hmm. the in ring work with Brian Danielson, Mm -hmm. his match with Hangman was was phenomenal. Um, I don't know if you could touch those first couple matches, but they
0: came they came awful close, man. Yeah, I, I would actually have a case that you could put Danielson all the way and give him the title. Uh, at Arthur I Act.
1: think he's a solid to me. He is a solid replacement for CM Punk. People were real hot for both of them for very similar reasons. The only mm-hmm. difference is Danielson wasn't gone as long. That was the real difference. Um, I would love that. And I also love the idea of there being some tension in Blackpool yeah. with be, between because I think I, I would love for it to be Blackpool versus Blackpool in the final.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what I would love, too. I don't know if we're going to get that, but we'll see. Yeah, Do okay. you want me to keep going Number, or you want to go? Yeah, okay. Number four, the acclaimed with Daddy Ass. It is truly daddy, daddy Ass's house now. Um, yeah. you know we both uh, talked about we 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 both went so far as to say that Tony Khan had lost his touch with the people and did not have his finger on the pulse of the fans by not pulling an audible and putting the acclaimed over. And I yeah. thought there's no way they're going to recapture that. No. I think they could. They might. At I think Arthur there's Ash. an
1: opportunity.
0: I think but they are setting guaranteed. the stage for it. No, but I, I do believe after last week that they are letting the people coming to Arthur Ash know that that's, yeah. what, that's what they have the potential to do. So I think if the fans pick up on it, then then it could be great. I think they did. a. will just put it this way. I think what they did just in that one short promo where they cut off. Uh, Max and Swerve basically went full Heel and kept Keith Lee out of it Yeah Uh, which
1: was great I like the idea that maybe When they lose yeah Swerve to heal Keith Lee's mm -hmm. face is great
0: Yeah I feel like what they took A step toward doing that Yeah and by
1: the way yeah Swerve Seems like a like he is a good Face he is also a great heel
0: Yeah he is he can do both you can just
1: tell that In 30 seconds you can
0: yeah yeah I love that So Um, we'll see. We'll see if they can do it.
1: It's almost like when the Muffin Man himself, when the Pepsi Man Mm -hmm. debuted, nobody knew he was going to debut, but everybody thought he was going to debut. It's kind of like everybody thinks they're going to put the titles on the acclaimed. Arthur Ashe, nobody knows, but they're letting Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. you know, with a wink and a nod, tune in. You're going to like this.
0: Yeah, you're going to like this. So
1: I'm all about it. And my God, Billy Gunn, daddy ass, (laughs) this man... I hated. I hated when he was called Mr. Ass yeah. back in the day. Right, back in the yeah. But now, but I love Daddy yeah. Ass.
0: That's daddy ass. I love
1: house. I want Daddy ass to scissor me. My God. Yeah, it is Daddy <laughs> Ass's house. Who knew that the, the maybe the height of this man's career was gonna yeah. be 2022? Yeah. And I've said it before on this show, and I just want to say it again. Yeah. This tells you the level of talent we were dealing with during the attitude era. Mm-hmm during the NWO era and WCW mm-hmm. in that this man was almost an afterthought. He was like number three, four or five mm-hmm. in his faction. Mm-hmm. And he's like six, five built like a Greek God Yeah, he can talk. He can, I, I think he has some of the best punches in AEW to this mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. He is a solid worker to this day. He like, he is a guy that I think in any other era, you put him in Mid-South, he would have probably been world champion. Yeah. Any era of, it, of, of of the NWA, I think he would have been world champion with his size, his look, his work rate. But in that era, he was just a tag team guy underneath Triple H and yep. Shawn Michaels. And that is un- insane.
0: It's crazy because the way that he works now and what he can do now, he's very similar to Sting. He yeah. he only does a few things. He knows what to do and he knows what not to do. Does them well. And if they wanted to, they could treat him like Sting. Now it would be a little weirder because his reputation isn't as like legendary because right. he was Mister Ass back in the day and all that. But yeah, but like after they get through this thing, there's a story to be told of him trying to have one last run, you know. And I think he could have a lot of those same sort of stingisms where it's like, yeah, like he's still a giant. You know, he can no, he absolutely yeah. he
1: is. He's one of the biggest guys in this company. Yeah. And you want to talk about Hoss Fights night on AEW right. the guy that should be in there. He absolutely should be in there.
0: Sometime when there's not as much news to talk about, we should um we should book a hoss fight. What town it would come from, like our dynamite show. What would Okay. How would we book Hoss yeah. Fight twenty two?
1: That's either October or November. We're okay. going to do that. We're going to have Hoss fight night uh, on the boom. Yep. Okay. You're number three on your heat index.
0: Number three. And I surprised myself by this, but it's MJF who should be number one. Should be number one. Exactly. But because of the guy, the other guy. Yeah. Uh, he's not. But at the same time, I think it's a little on him and, and probably Tony Khan a little bit because he came back and I thought, oh my gosh. He took the time off, whether it was planned or not planned, or how much of this is all, you know, a work or whatever. Yeah. He should be coming back as the hottest star in the industry, and this should be a completely new era for MJF. But he came back, and he did the same lines. By
1: the way, I want to throw this out. Okay. You know what? Keep going, and I'm
0: going to okay. add this at the end. Never mind. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. So, he, he was the same guy. He came back, and... Uh, you know, I, I did love how he I came out the face with problem. the jersey, the face stuff, mm-hmm. because he was spoofing was the great. Muffin Man. There was a thing yeah. about it that was very much like the Chicago first dance thing of like, ah, oh, shucks, you guys. I just can't be mad at you. And, you know, <laughs> like the local sports team with the knowing reference to yeah, the local town, the, you know.
1: The fact they're selling a hockey jersey with Pepsi right. Man, with Muffin Man on it.
0: Right, right. That he's, he's out there doing that. And I thought, okay, that's pretty clever. Um, and then, so I thought that was great. But then once he, when Mox came out and he dropped the facade and started doing the heel stuff, it was literally lines that we heard before he left. Yeah. And I'm like, and I, needs- I was a little disappointed that he just came back as the exact same MGF as he left as I wanted to see the next era of MGF.
1: Yeah. That was, that was a little disappointing. And, um. I liked the face stuff so much as in and I liked the face to heel change so mm-hmm. much when Moxley came out. Yeah. But you're right. The the downside was it was the same heel heel promo
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he's had months to come up with new stuff and he's he's a guy who generally has always had some fresh stuff along yeah. with the classics. Yeah. And, and there's that, there's, a, and there's I, a go ahead. I'm guessing his, most of his mental effort went into perfecting the face side of that, and he did, yeah, because of that he didn't think he needed to put in as much mm-hmm. on the heel side when in reality he kind of did,
0: and it may have been very different based on who he was in the ring with when he had to you know if it if it was going according to the original plan, he might have had some other stuff planned, and I wonder how much of it was them. Being a little too clever for themselves because he started doing all the same stuff. And I literally like, Mm -hmm. you know, when I'm watching Dynamite, I spend a lot of time in the fight game media Facebook group. And I'm sitting there like commenting and, and as he's doing this stuff, I typed Mm -hmm. tonight is not the night for this. To right. to to be trashing AEW compared to WWE and calling WWE a real company. That's... Talking about Nick Khan being the real con and all that stuff. And then literally right as I typed that, John Moxley said, This is not the night for this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so no, there was I... a part of me that wondered if they were just being a little too clever by having them do all that and then have Mox like shuffle him out of the ring.
1: One of my friends has gotten real negative ever since Cody Rhodes left towards AEW, and he he did love AEW, and that's one of his biggest things I've been dealing with Mm -hmm. lately is we don't need people. We don't need future stars, future champions shitting on the company like this. We really don't, especially not right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad Moxley said it, but it still begs the question. Yeah. Is that enough? Right. Hopefully that's the end of it. I hope so i really hope so because yeah we we don't need that from stars in the company because a lot of people are still unsure of what was happening with mjf was this actually an issue where he almost left for good what was this and then to have the same thing out of cm punk Mm -hmm. it looks really bad and i want to believe that was all an angle leading up to whatever is going on now with mjf but i don't know i don't know okay
0: that's a a quarter in the uh in the swear jar because you said his name.
1: Oh shoot. I didn't realize (laughs) I said that. Shoot. All right. Number two,
0: Daniel Garcia.
1: my God. Total star. Total star. He's such a star and I love it. Yeah. Awesome. I really, do you think he's going to do, he's already a heel ish, you know, Mm -hmm, you -hmm. think he's going to do a full heel turn on Brian Daniels?
0: Yeah. I still think he will. Yeah.
1: It's gonna oh it's gonna hurt so much. It's gonna be really effective. It's gonna be it really will. effective. Yeah, because I I want like I want him to be a face so bad. Mm-hmm. He oh, was he was a face so, bad. so
0: great in this and the 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 town. I mean I just love it. You're so starved for seeing hometown heroes. In the last couple of years, we've just gotten so many hometown hero moments, and this was just one of them.
1: We got ticker tape baby. Yeah, we got the that's whole right. celebration. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yep. And they have kind of low-key been building to this between him and Wheeler Uta for a long time. We've had mm-hmm. this match before, and Daniel Garcia lost. Really surprisingly, I thought, lost. Yep. But Tony Khan likes doing long-term booking, and this was I another interesting he knew of what that. he
0: was doing. Yeah, I think he knew yep. what he was doing there.
1: So I'm really excited Daniel Garcia is, is kind of popping right now when we mm-hmm. need young, homegrown guys to pop. He's a guy I'd never heard of until he came into AEW. Yeah, and then same. all of a sudden, he's battled Los Angeles. He's everywhere. He's just everywhere. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs>
0: Matt and just boys all grown up. That's right. All right. Number one. Number one, John Moxley. He picked up the flag. The only he's guy. Picking up the ball. He's going to be a legend. He's the new face of the company. He's the ace. He said so. I think he is. Uh, I think
1: a lot of people. The only people I know that don't love him right now are the people who are just like, Feel, they kind of feel like he's the Roman Reigns of AW, and that he mm-hmm. hasn't really lost for all this time. And I, I looked up the records, and I'm like, before All Out, mm-hmm. he had one less loss than Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. and now they're tied, literally right. tied with the same. Like he, it, it feels like he's he's more protected than he actually is. I think,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but you need somebody you can put you can. You need somebody that can carry the company on their back, and he's the guy who can.
0: He's the guy who can. Like,
1: the fact, the fact of the matter is, in Chicago at the pay per view, I felt like he got an equal number of cheers yeah. to CM Punk. Am yeah, I wrong on did. that?
0: No, he did. Yeah, he did.
1: That takes incredible level of star of star power mm-hmm. to get that in CM Punk's hometown. Yeah. Before, oh, before, I keep saying it. <laughs> I'm. I've I'm, got like ten dollars in this swear jar now. Um, before Pepsi Man went off on everybody, mm-hmm. you know, before the Muffin Man had his muffin mm-hmm. promo, right? And so I think he's the right guy. I, I really do think he's the right guy. I wish it was Adam Page, but it's not Adam Page. It's no, it's at least not right now.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's time for Adam Page. It's fine.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: So that's my I'm that's gonna, my five.
1: I'm gonna go through my five real quick. I'm just okay. gonna run through them. I have Daniel Garcia at number four. Okay. I have C. I have MJF at number five, and I wish he was number one. Um, Moxley at three. Okay. Um, unfortunately, Muffin Man at two. Okay. And the and the Elite at number one. They're the only things anybody's talking about, and they're That's what true. everyone wants. Yeah. They're what everyone wants, and they're not getting. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Because I yeah. wish everyone wanted Mox and wanted MJF and wanted Daniel Garcia mm-hmm. and the acclaimed. Mm-hmm. That's what I wish everyone wanted and we did want that. But now that this story broke, it's all anyone wants is a resolution of the story. Yeah. So no matter how much great stuff you give us from Daniel Garcia, MJF, Moxley, the acclaimed, it's not what everybody's tuning in to see. And yeah,
0: that's a that's shame. Fair. Yeah, I hope it doesn't. I hope that it doesn't hurt the ratings. I hope that yeah. that they're able to to get people excited about what they have instead of uh being hurt by what they don't have. Exactly. And I'm I'm hoping we can get there real soon.
1: Yep. Okay, instead of going through all the matches from this week cuz we've mm-hmm. got like 10 15 minutes left. Yeah. Let's just talk what were your favorite matches of the week in AEW cuz there were mm-hmm. lots of great ones. Lots of so, really good ones at the very yeah. least.
0: So we already talked about I loved the I loved the Danielson Hangman match. It was mm-hmm. it was just Way better than anyone thought it was going to be. I didn't think they would they would go that hard with it. But I also really love Jr's favorite match of the week, which was the Claudio Castagnoli and Dax Harwood match.
1: Can we talk about how Paul Fontaine keeps <laughs> uh, getting into it, it? Keeps getting into melee's with the top men. Yes. In AEW, yep. first with Muffin Man back in the day, and now mm-hmm. with Jr. Mm-hmm. Over calling him out over his favorite match, <laughs> it's fantastic. If you don't yeah. know, go check out Paul Fontaine on Twitter. Um, he kind of said like, "Hey, J- Jr., yeah, did this you was watch- your favorite match. Yeah, did you watch all these other all matches? Out? Yeah." And Jr. responded yeah he was i don't he wasn't full red ass he was like pink no. ass JR. Yeah, yeah yeah
0: and he was he like didn't, he didn't sauce and it and he's completely. like yeah
1: i saw it yeah he didn't completely yeah. sauce it it was minor it was like the the uh the light sauce
0: yeah yeah that's right it was the mild but
1: um i was i really liked i really liked i mean i like everybody in the match i liked best friends it's mm-hmm. not my favorite of the week i like best friends versus death triangle it was fun i yeah. really i really it was fun exactly i really enjoyed dan Housen trying to curse people mm-hmm. and first he tried to curse jose and then he yambagged him so the curse yep. worked um, yam okay what was did you think claudio versus dax lived up to what we wanted out of claudio and dax and i seem to ask you a question like this every week because we do keep getting matches that are just really mm-hmm. exciting mm-hmm. what'd you
0: think I thought it was really good. You know, I usually it was very before good. we record, I try to rewatch every. I try to watch the the three main hours again, and I didn't I get to this week, this week. So yeah, nothing. I didn't get to rewatch anything. So I really want to watch it again to kind of break it down more. But um, I mean, it was long, which I really liked, um, and it was believable. And the thing I liked about it was yes. it reminded me of. Um, Like way back in the day during like the clash of champions era, when you would have like Bobby Eaton against uh Ric yeah. Flair. Right. Yeah. And you would have like, Hey, you know what? This is, this is the world champion against one half of the world tag team champions. And this guy can hang. Right. Yeah, and and famously, so even if you, Ricky, yeah. Ricky Morton took Ricky Rick Morton, Flair to a time yeah. limit draw. Right. So that would have been incredible if they had done that, like done like oh, a 30 minute God. draw or something like that. But I thought it was super solid. Dax Harwood continues to be pretty much my favorite wrestler right now.
1: What did you think of Chris Jericho's description of the body of Dax Harwood? <laughs> I missed that. What did he say? A cigarette machine with a head on it. <laughs> I think Dax I probably think like a that. Very, I bet Dax like that because Dax yeah. is one of the few people watching yeah. old enough to know what a cigarette machine looks yeah. like. Yeah, and it is very wide, thick, <laughs> thick with a number of C's.
0: Yeah, you can't move it. Pop.
1: Yeah, very difficult to, to move or maneuver. Much like Dax Harwood,
0: I I thought <laughs> Jesus, that's great. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> also during oh, that, man. I think it was during that match. Uh, the, one of my favorite calls of the night was when um, Caprice Coleman asked Chris Jericho, "Chris, do you realize that the rest of us are using our inside voices in the class?" I popped. I yeah. popped completely
1: for that. Caprice is fantastic. He is great.
0: I really want our wish to get its own show.
1: Um, I'm gonna say this right now, mm-hmm. and it's something that Mike Gilbert has has talked has kind of joked with me about a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, I work for the Reels Network. Yep. I'm director of social media. I have access to like the CEO. He's right down the hall from me. Mm-hmm. And we just went from the number 85 network and TV to the number 15 network with one mm-hmm. show. And as we know, ROH is looking for a home. Yeah. And if they're having trouble finding a home, <laughs> I think I might make a little pitch like, hey, there's one more yeah. show. Right. They could get us some pretty good ratings right yeah. now. Yeah. I'm I'm legitimately going to bring this up with somebody this week. Yeah. Because Get
0: man, a little tie-in. You'll I get mean, plugged hey, on Warner what? Brothers Discovery Networks.
1: I think this would just lead to to Pepsi Man fat shaming me on national television right. if I was in the arena. I'm okay with it's that. A badge of honor. Absolutely. Paul will okay. come to your the, defense. That's exactly right. I know Paul Fontaine's got my back. But what this comes down to is we it's very difficult coming up with match of the week. There were a lot of really good matches this yeah. week. Um by the way, Samuel Guevara versus Darby Allen was a very good match. That was a good match, too. Um, yeah. It it was a it was it was a real good match. And uh yeah, like that's they put together they they put their best foot forward and their best foot their best foot's wrestling. Absolutely. Just really good wrestling and that's mm-hmm. what they gave us with a lot of their top people. Yep. Um they still decided to put some some uh, some dark people and elevation people on rampage for whatever reason. Yeah. Um why not? Why not? We got a uh, Samoa Joe versus Josh Woods who's not necessarily an elevation guy, but a guy I'm not that familiar with. Mm -hmm. Um, Either way, great week of AEW. We didn't get exactly what we wanted, but what we want, we're not going to get probably for a while. How long do you think until they wrap up this investigation? It feels like they probably could have gotten all – I have to assume they got all their footage, all their interviews done this Mm -hmm. week, most Mm -hmm. likely, and then they've just got to have independent uh, legal people go through it. By the way, one thing that's been put out there was like pending legal – a like part of this is pending legal action. Mm-hmm. Apparently CM Punk was absolutely threatening legal action mm-hmm. on the spot. Mm-hmm. But again, everybody was hot headed. Yeah. The, the elite leaving Punk suing people. A lot of that might not be legit. Who knows what what people thought the next day when their their minds were a little clearer than in the moment when they're trying to devour <laughs> their former friends. Who knows? Hey, but I, I guess look we're forward find to out the out coming weeks.
0: I look forward to the podcast where we find out that uh Ace Steel didn't get his legal bills paid. <laughs> yeah, if Punk said he was gonna pay
1: him, that is not uh, that is yeah. not solid Don't, precedent. Yeah. Puppet Up is wrapping me up hard right now. Any other things you want to get in before we go, Kevin?
0: Nah, nothing that can't be saved for later.
1: Yeah, there wasn't really a should've been on Dynamite because I didn't get a lot watched. Listen. I'm sorry to everyone. I didn't rewatch all the shows today, but I was I had to deal with an emotional roller coaster. Not with my dog having to go to the emergency vet, with the New Orleans Saints game today, where uh. they finally, in the end, won by one point over those those just the the worst team in, in professional sports, the Atlanta Falcons. Those monsters. I'm trying not to cuss as much. So that really that really limits what I can say about the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Um, that's so, so funny because yeah, I, I don't live in
0: a part. I don't live in the part of the country where the, anyone has any feelings whatsoever about the Atlanta Falcons.
1: That's fair. I'm a and I'm not. I don't hate Atlanta. I love Atlanta. I just hate the Falcons yeah. because you have to as as a New Orleans Saints I get fan. It. Yeah. And if you if you check out my Instagram stories today or whenever, you'll find that also part of being a New Orleans Saints fan. Is when they beat the Falcons, you have to be as obnoxious as possible about the win. <laughs> you have to be as obnoxious as you can. You have to make the stories go for a solid hour and just bury the Falcons every chance you get, which I've been doing today, and I'm not finished. Good. When I lay in bed tonight, Yeah, it's going to keep going. Yeah. So for me, from Kevin Ely, from everybody here at Fight Game Media, thank you for joining us today. We hope to see you again back next week, and we hope all of you have a great week. Talk to you then. Talk to you. You know what? I am terrible at wrapping this up, Kevin. (laughs) Bye, guys. Talk to you next week, everybody. Bye, guys.